Systems work, people fail. Welcome to InsureMark's Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser, where we share proven systems and processes for the 21st century advisor. Today, it's essential that advisors find a way to differentiate themselves from the competition. Learn how to elevate your game and accomplish incredible feats as Jeremy teaches you how to build a more successful and sustainable business while realizing a better work-life balance is not only possible, but achievable. Systems work, people fail. Fourth quarter is upon us and what a time to be in our industry. Welcome to this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Hauser. And today I am joined by one of my advisors who I actually had the opportunity to meet in person for the first time just the other week in Cabo. Welcome to the show, Eric Castillo. How are we doing today? I'm doing great. I'm doing really, really good. Love it. So who is Eric and how long have you been in the business? Uh, gosh, I've been in business since 1998. I'm here right here in Lexington, Kentucky, and did basically met my wife over at the University of Kentucky. And once I graduated, just went right into the financial planning services industry. Started out my career with American Express Financial Advisors. Right now, they're known as Ameriprise. It was a great, gave me a good foundation when it came to overall financial planning services. And then basically kind of took that knowledge and just started kind of venturing out on my own. And so been into business since 1998, have a CLU, CHFC designation and work with a lot of clients now all around the country. Thanks to you guys, like, you know, Jeremy, thanks to you, just helping me out and helping build out uh, that part of the practice. That's just a little bit about myself. I'm a coach also a lacrosse coach. So that keeps me really busy, Jeremy. And so uh, management and having systems in place is really, really crucial. And so that's a little bit about my me and my background. And actually you did get a chance. So we were in Cabo and it's not just because I love Eric and I sent him to Cabo. So we were actually at our family reunion that uh, you're, you and the team actually qualified for. So if I know besides uh, you and Emily doing dolphins and then you losing your bathing suit, getting caught on <laughs> caught on camera with that or no. Okay, maybe that wasn't you. What were two things that you took away from attending your first family reunion out there uh, with us in Cabo? Yeah, that trip was amazing. There's so much that to absorb. And I think that maybe one or two of the things that I took away from it, just from a business perspective, was... Uh, we keep you keep harping processes, and when I started talking to a lot of the advisors that were there, one of the things or the rhythm or what I typically saw was they do have processes. Processes, whether it be how they market, processes with their staff, uh, and that was really huge, and it just kind of reinforced once again what I need to do within my practice. Started doing that about a year ago, and um, it's really paid off dividends. But to hear it from a lot of the uh, uh, advisors that were there in Cabo, that was huge. I mean, it just really reinforced a lot of what we're doing right now and a lot of the success that we're having this year. And then I think the other thing that I took away is just understanding a little bit about capacity. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is uh, you don't have to spend a lot of money, but if you've got really good staff, how do we how do you use that capacity so that we could be a little bit better? Or if you're kind of at a point in your career where you can't, your staff can't handle it, 
uh, maybe it's time to invest in, in, in staff or a part of the business. And so that was one of the, the, those are probably the two things that I really got out of it was just that processes and capacity kind of moving forward. And so as, as an advisor, so obviously you're on our family reunion and um, there's a lot of Jeremy's out there in our industry who <laughs> are probably calling you every day. So what are some of the things that Eric looks for in a partnership with someone like InsureMark and your partners? I think one, the relationship, you know, we've had a really good relationship. I know it's, it's the first year when we first met, I didn't really do anything. I just, you know, I just didn't really understand a lot of what was going on. It just wasn't a part of our business. I think that relationship that we just kind of had together, that was huge. And so the people of an organization, I think that's really important. I think the other part is being innovative. That's something that I've really seen and it's pretty amazing. Like some of the stuff that you guys share with me, some of the technology that is being put into the systems, helping me kind of stay on task uh, as far as uh, being innovative when it comes to whether just weekly meetings and, and stuff like that. That's a big part of it. And I think the last part is just the coaching side of it. And what I mean by the coaching is not necessarily... Uh, you coaching me or uh, mm -hmm. someone from in, in, InsureMark co coaching me, but really just you aligning me with other advisors and just I'm able to learn from them. That's just valuable uh, time that these other guys are willing to take time out of their schedule to help us out, which is and it, it's just such a great uh, value. That's what I look for when I work with an organization like yours. Love it. And sometimes uh, it's underutilized, huh? I think so. I mean, uh, <laughs> I didn't really utilize it very much at the beginning, but now I'm really, I'm seeing the benefits of utilizing it. But I know you've had to harp on me many times and I'm still, yeah, I still, I'm still trying to learn it all. But I think just some of the stuff that you have and you've given me and you do it on a weekend, week out basis, it's just, it's starting to sink in a lot better where before it just, it's just like anything. And so, but if I could take the time and just understand a little bit more where you're coming from, it's really helped my business grow for sure. And so you joined our team back um, middle of 2020. So I was diving into some uh, history of Eric. So what were some of the challenges? If you could take yourself back to before the middle of 2020 in your business that you saw probably COVID started and there was a, there was probably a paradigm shift in what you were doing. So what were some of the challenges you saw in your practice back before joining us? I think you're going to hear a lot of advisors say the same thing, but for us, it was just being consistent. I was a little bit all over the place. If I do this system, if it, it might work a little bit, uh, then I jump on another system. And if this might work, my staff was kind of, you know, we're trying to do all these things. We're all over the place. And so we're, I mean, we're still doing okay, but it just wasn't consistent and it just became very frustrating from that standpoint. And I think uh, once I started understanding a little bit about more of what you and InsureMarks bring to the table, uh, that has kind of changed our direction where we were really like funneling a lot more of our energy in areas that are going to help us grow our business where before that was, it was just it was like shotgun approach. And that just, mm. that was not going to be a, a good way 
to continue to sustain that over a long period of time. So, and so what, what would you say probably now, if we fast forward to working with us and then now here we are today, is your business model a little different or what's probably the number one thing you would say you've started to adjust more in your business? I'd probably say virtual or what, what would you say? Yeah, we're doing a lot more virtual. I would say right now, our primary marketing aspect is virtual 100%. But I think the biggest thing is just having that consistent process in place. I mean, in our meetings, it could be as simple as just every meeting is the same. If they have a $200,000 account or a $2 million account, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. I'm treating everybody the same. That wasn't the case before. It was this client would have this, this client would have that. I would try to piecemeal it and uh, you, you, I'd get various results, you know? And now because it's the same process and every, the meetings are the same, our, our staff is able to do the same type of plan over and over and over. We can kind of go back to those meetings and I can basically see, okay, this is what we did right. And this is what I, we or me myself did wrong. And before I couldn't, I couldn't identify that. It was mm -hmm. just, once again, it was just such a shotgun approach. So going down this virtual world, which is the world that we are kind of the path that we're taking it is different. I used to do a lot of seminars before. And, and, and so we're just trying, COVID changed all that. And so we wanted to adopt that, that model that is going to be more consistent and we can reach a whole lot more people over the same period of time. And if that's the case, or that's the model that you want to go with, then you got to have processes and systems in place. And that's what it's done for us and our business up here in the last year or so. And so speaking on the last year or so, so I dove into some numbers. So through September, so through this recording, year to date or yeah, so year to date through September, your practice is actually up 250% year over year from last year of the business and volume that y'all have done. You're well on track. I know that and that's just paid business. I know what you're going to have pending here and so forth. So you're probably going to 4X your business this year. So what do you think was probably the biggest investment you've made in your practice here over the last, probably two years ago, it probably started, but in the last year, obviously it takes a little time to close business, but what would you say is the most ex biggest investment you've made in your practice to grow the way you've grown? Yeah, we didn't spend any we didn't spend any more than we did in the year before. I think the biggest thing that we have, we put a lot more time and energy into just once again, staying consistent and staying on top of the numbers. I'm, my, my staff is really good at kind of like the details and me, I'm always big picture. And so how do we kind of combine our efforts so that we are going to be more consistent moving forward? And my staff, every single week, they meet with our marketing, the individuals that do our marketing platform, and they go through the numbers, they challenge, they, they want to see, okay, here are our results. How does it compare to what other people are doing? And so they are on top of it. And we now know, or now they can share with me the numbers as far as uh, here's where we're at, here's what's working, here's what's not working because they've been on top of it 
pretty much on a weekly basis. It's just things like that. When we do our email campaigns, you know, what, how do we stay consistent there? So my staff's on top of that. And then even our meetings, like, so when I do meetings with clients, it goes back to, it's got to be the same meeting. It's the same type of presentation. It's the same talking points, but having that same consistent message. And then obviously you adapt it once they become a client that has, uh, you know, that served us well here this year. And we're seeing it even now. I mean, this is, these are tough times for sure. And clients are looking for help, but what's that message? Well, the message for us is always the same. And, and what can we do to, what are your concerns? What can we do to help you out? How do we, how do you want to proceed moving forward? And um, by kind of staying on message, that's really helped us just continue to build our practice moving forward. And so what do you think your biggest challenges are today as we sit here and record? I think one is, I mean, time is a big part of it. I mean, uh, I want to do a lot of different things, and but there's only so much time in the day. And so I've just got to kind of balance that out a lot better. I think the other part of it is I was just trying to think about, like, I know time is a big part of it. I think the other part of this is just making sure that, I'm not, I have the right balance. I don't want to just, I don't want to maybe just like throw so much, like coming back from Cabo, there was so much good stuff Mm -hmm. that in my mind, big picture stuff, I want to just like, oh gosh, this guy's doing great. This guy's doing good. And I want to just go ahead and just, let's go for it. Let's do it. But maybe I need to kind of let things sink in a little bit and just kind of focus once again on, hey, we're doing pretty good. We got to just be efficient and maybe we tweak some things to do a little bit better. And that little tweak can really propel our business even more than where we're at today. And so I've just got to kind of step back and realize that we're doing a good job. Now, what do we just need to do to maybe do a little bit of a tweak and then take our time going about doing it? It's not going to happen overnight, which that's what I want. I want it to happen overnight, but that's not, that's probably not a good path to take. So I think stay the course, once again, build the process, tweak the process, tweak the system, and then make adjustments to do better and to do more. And that's going to be the focus coming back here from Cabo and stuff. And, and so what are some of the things your team and yourself, what are y'all doing to get out there to, to market to new prospects? Is there anything that specifically, is it a couple things? Is it one thing that you could really point to see that, you know what, that program is helping me grow to actually attract new people and bring them on as customers? Is it a couple or is it one thing? What would you say? So, I mean, we're primarily still doing the internet, social media marketing. That's what's driving new prospects. I think coming back from Cabo, I was introduced by a couple of people that I'm so focused on what's in front of me that I think I also need to kind of remember that there's some other people that I've met here in the last three to four months Mm -hmm. that are still really, really good prospects. And with everything that's happening right now in the world today, how do I go about and reach out to those individuals? So, I, you know, what's is there a capacity where my staff can do that or someone in office can do that? Or do I have to hire somebody to do that? You know, it's once again, it's a tweak. They, my clients know or prospects know who we are. 
but maybe they just weren't ready to do business at that time. Well, now they might be. And if that's the case, how do I reach out to those individuals here moving forward? So we're still going to do the social media. We're still um, going to, but I think maybe tweaking that with pe- people that I've met in the past and reaching out to them, bomb bomb videos, but I think maybe direct phone calls. We've talked to them before in the past. Why not give them a ring and see how things are going? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what I'm going to do. But we got a pretty big list now. We have about 5,000 people. So wow. we've got plenty of people that we can call for sure. But that's all because of individuals that we've met through social media marketing and watching our webinars, stuff like that. And yeah. so to set expectations, and I know you've, so with you doing a lot of internet-based type of processes to get in front of new people, you mentioned doing webinars. So what would you say, or how long is it, how long did it take you to really start to succeed in converting prospects to clients in the virtual world? Did it happen overnight? No, no, no. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, God, it was definitely a huge change and it did not happen overnight. Our business, our primary business before was seminar marketing. Mm-hmm. And so to make that shift from seminar marketing to social media marketing, that was just a complete mind shift. And I had to kind of change my mindset to basically adapt to this internet type world, so to speak. And so that, it does take time. I mean, there was a lot of heartache there. And I was like, there's a lot of doubt that it, I had in myself that I was like, does this, is this the way to go? But I think this is going to be the future. And, and what I also realized, it's a lot more efficient, but it took me about three to four months easily to, to see my first uh, bit of business. And even then, you know, it, it's, it, I mean, it was, I went through a lot of people to get that one piece of business. So I think that's, you know, if you expect it to come overnight, it's just not going to happen if you don't have some things in place. So that was what happened with us. We didn't have things in place and it really, it was a big challenge. And so, but we stuck with it because the prospects have been great. So it's just really about just understanding their goals, their needs, and then conveying that in a message that would resonate with someone that is over the internet and then go from there. And would you do anything different to shorten that learning curve? So I know you mentioned that you were probably in front of a lot of people before you closed the first one and still probably to this day, safe to say, there's probably some more out there that maybe could have been closed. So is looking back, Is there anything that you would have done to try to shorten the learning curve of where you're at today compared to where you were maybe a year and a half ago of doing virtual stuff? Yeah. So I, I think the biggest thing, and I just, it was funny. I mean, you harped on it quite a bit is I think write things down. The best plan is a written plan, but if the person on the other side of this screen is just listening and they're not writing things down. I mean, you basically might as well just throw that lead away. So, so what I realized was you got to force them to write things down. It's just so different from that standpoint, but I think writing things down, I think another, it's just having a consistent message. Don't stray from it. And then I have not really been using now, like I don't use a lot of planning software anymore. 
So before I used to do a lot of like a lot of projections and a lot of different illustrations and I would get into the nitty gritty and this is what I thought they wanted, the client. That's what I thought they wanted to see. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought they wanted, right? But that's not what they wanted. At the end of the day, they want to make sure, they just want to see is this guy, someone across the, the Zoom meeting, is this a guy I can have a beer with? This is a guy that's pretty cool and he's going to, he's going to really take care of me and my family moving forward. And I think maybe having that different mind, obviously we all have that, but I was one of those guys that would just spit out all these different illustrations and go over all the strategies and let's go over all the different plans and this, 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 this. And basically you could throw that all out the window. When I started making the mind shift of, I'm not going to show them anything. I'm just going to just try to understand what they're trying to, where they're coming from, what they're trying to achieve. And do they want someone like myself to help them get them there? And if that was the case, then let's work together. And once I started kind of going down that road, our business really started taking off. So that's, that's been helpful. I mean, that, that's probably the one thing that I would tell people, if you're going to go down like this internet you know, one-on-one, they can see your personality. They can see your body language. They can see, you can mirror a lot of what, you know, what they are saying and how they're reacting to things. Over the internet, it's just completely different. So it's just, I think just changing that mindset is a big thing if you're going to do a lot of virtual, virtual stuff moving forward. And I mean, it does sound so elementary when you really, <laughs> when you really <laughs> listen to it. So the number one takeaway was I need to have people write stuff down. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's crazy now though is so now, even when I meet with clients live, I make them write. Like I give them a piece of paper and I have a piece of paper and they have a piece of paper and then they tell me what to write down. And so I write it down, but I was like, okay, are you writing this down? And so I make them write it down as well. And at the very end of it, where before I would be the one reiterating the goals, I was like, you know, hey, tell me what your goals are. You wrote them down. Tell me what your goals. Let's make sure we're on the same page. So they tell me their goals. And I'm like, okay, check. I've got that. I've got that. Sounds like this is what, these are your goals. Can I, do you want to be, am I that guy that, you know, do you feel confident in that can help you get those goals? And if so, then that's how we just continue to move business and stuff. So it's been, uh, I've kind of used a lot of the internet stuff with even now clients that I meet one-on-one. It's been fantastic. It's been great. And it's funny because you have all those software tools out there and here you are wrapping up your virtual appointments and you're having them draw a house. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, draw a seesaw. <laughs> I draw. I have draw a little seesaw. I have draw a house now. So the house is it's good. It's funny because like a lot of people I talk to, we do Roth IRA conversions, and the reality is most people it doesn't even make sense to do Roth. It just the cost. They're a lot older. They need the money. So when they just start looking at Roth, I'm like, okay. So they always want to get into tax strategies, and I'm like, all right, do me a favor, draw a house. And then I have draw the house, they draw the box, they draw the roof, and then they draw the windows. And I'm like, okay, what did you draw first? Right? Because that's what you share with me. What did you draw first? And they go, I drew the, the box and the roof. I'm like, oh, so you draw the, you drew the foundation of the house first, right? He goes, yeah. 
Well, that's what we should focus on is the foundation. Everything else, we'll focus on the taxes later. But right now, let's focus on the foundation. And once we have that in place, then we can start talking about all the other stuff. And that starts really building that conversation moving forward. So little Jeremy tricks in the trade, so to speak. <laughs> I was like, oh man, this is good stuff. It's uh, so- Who needs software, right? Doodling <laughs> artist. It's crazy. I don't even use, I hardly use any software right now. Like it's crazy. But before I was all about the software. Now it's just a little seesaw and a house. And that's pretty much it. But it just made me realize you don't need a lot of software. You just need, it just, it's their feelings. Once you get there, once you get them to feel like, okay, you can take care of them, then I think you'll have them as a client. And that served us well, especially here in the last couple months, for sure. So for those um, almost wrapping up here, advisors, so there might be some people that are listening to this and we probably never even met them. You as yourself, you were actually looking for something new back in 2020. So why would an advisor want to work with our team, do you think? One, we talked about before the relationship. That's a big part of it. I, I think one of the things like, and it's not just like when we met, like we met mm-hmm. at Cabo. So you guys have kind of given me opportunities where I can meet uh, some of the staff and some of the people that you work with that, I mean, have been really just good for me. Just it, It's been it, it helped me understand a little bit more where you guys are coming from and, and how you can help me grow my business. And so I hadn't really had that before, before it's just, let's go to conferences and stuff like that, but uh, sending me to different places with uh, vendors that you work with and then helping them, helping me understand a little bit more about the design, stuff like that. Uh, meeting Jeff in places where there's other advisors that's that was huge. And so when you guys are connecting me with other advisors on in ways where I, there's no way I would never have been able to do this at a regular conference, but I'm able to, you know, five, six individuals that I can now call good friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm spending two, three days with these guys and they're helping. They're helping me. They're telling me what they're doing. They're helping me understand how I can grow my business better. That's just valuable. And, that, and so stuff, the relationships and what you guys bring to the table, and then obviously good programs. That's that's why I think working with you guys and if other advisors are thinking about it, I want to say a plug or, but yeah, you guys have been awesome. I mean, it's just been a very good relationship and I'm excited to continue that moving forward for sure. And not necessarily the Dolphins. The hammocks <laughs> in Montana. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the dog, yeah. it was awesome though. <laughs> Is there anything we have not discussed or words of wisdom you'd like to share with the audience before we wrap up? I think, I mean, we talked about, I mean, pretty much everything. I think going back to, uh, you know, get to a place where there's some balance. For me, that's going to be really important moving forward. I think love what you do. I love I love what I do and I really enjoy like the idea of just being able to connect with people that, that have helped me grow. And so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's a hard job and these are interesting times. And so how, how can we help people moving forward? And so that, and if you do the right thing and and you listen to some good people like yourself, it's going to pay off not only for yourself as a business, but also the people that you work with. So Hopefully, yeah, those are maybe some words 
that I would probably share with the other advisors moving forward. Good stuff. Well, thank you, Eric. And yeah, uh, for taking taking some time out for uh, your first podcast. Also, uh, thank you to the listener for checking out this week's episode of the Advisor Mentorship Podcast. Make sure to subscribe on your favorite listening device so you don't miss any future episodes and follow us on LinkedIn at Jeremy Hauser. And remember, in a world full of betas, be an alpha. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark Advisor Mentorship Podcast with Vice President Jeremy Hauser. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available and connect with Jeremy on LinkedIn to stay up to date. If you would like to request our introduction kit, feel free to check out www.advisormentorship.com and click on learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of InsureMark. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. Thank you for listening to the InsureMark, the advisor mentorship podcast with InsureMark Vice President, Jeremy Hauser.